Cafe on RX Radio, and I am Crystal. Always excited to welcome new people into the studio with me and hear what makes them tick. What are they passionate about? Now, my guest today is the founder and lead designer of a full-service design branding agency that's Kemet Works. He's also a mind acceleration consultant with Council for Human Development, which is a non-profit organization based in Zurich, Switzerland. I have Ram Haji joining me today. Day. Hello. Hello. You actually pronounced my second name quite perfect. Oh, thank you. Not many people get it on the first go. What do people normally say? Uh, Haji. Mm-hmm. Haji, whatever. Around that <laughs> Different direction. ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Pleasure. Thank you t- for joining me on The Groove. Uh-huh. So, I know that you're very passionate about branding, about yes. marketing, um, about full potential for brands and creatives as well. But you are Ugandan. Let's start there. Yes. You said born and raised here in Kampala. Yes, born and raised in Kampala. I actually grew up around Ruvaga Road. Mm-hmm. All people around that area will mm-hmm. probably recognize. It was a very um, interesting childhood. Okay. Because it's, um, if you know Ruvaga, you're really borderlining Kisenyi and the mm-hmm. upper side of Namirembe. So mm-hmm. you really experience both sides both of the sides world. Both sides of the world. Okay. So yeah. you had a lot of fun. It was so much fun growing up. Did you have a lot of freedom growing up? Yes. Um, I grew up in an estate with a lot of children. So mm-hmm. ra- uh, being raised in such a community, um, you have so many I friends. I envy people who grew up in estates because <laughs> yes. there were so many friends around all the time. I made so many friends. I ran into them to date in Kampala. Okay. Yeah, or anywhere else in the world. It was very multicultural as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where was school for you? Old Kampala Primary School. That's where I went for my primary school. Mm-hmm. And then after that, believe me or not, I went to almost seven schools for secondary school. It's just a lot of movements. Wait, what? Parents shifting Seven for work. schools? Yes, was in a space of six years. Was it because of your parents moving around or were you up to a lot uh, of different things <laughs> at that age? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ah, the laugh let's, is let, telling let, us. Let, let's just say uh, half the time I was uh, caught off guard, but... Um, Half the time I was a culprit on, okay. on some issues, you know, mm-hmm. children, maybe you um, late for class, you didn't, yeah, you want to go mm-hmm. home, something like that. It mm-hmm. could be a bookable offense. Okay. And then finally. But seven say, schools, really? Yes, yes. They say we are done with you. Mm-hmm. Find another school. Oh, man. Yeah. How but, was um, family with that? They, Your parents? Um, my parents were really mindful about if you care about your education. Okay. Yeah, everything else did support you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, the grades were not really that bad. Okay. Yeah, it showed that there was at least interest to try and study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was yeah. potential there. Yeah, yeah, there was. When you were younger, do you remember what you wanted to do in life? When I was younger, I um, wanted to be a rally driver. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yes, was yes. this because you used to go and watch rallies? Did you have friends? Goodness, like would stand up on the flat and just watch cars pass by and say, that's my car and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, mm-hmm. rally was a new thing in Uganda. Jimmy Dean, ah! that's the old generation mm-hmm. of uh, rally drivers. But I've uh, outgrown that dream mm-hmm. to some more realistic stuff. I know. But I still believe... Is still around the horizon. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a need for speed <laughs> yes. somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, where did you finish your O-level then? 
Olevo, mm-hmm. um, or Luero High School. He had to think about it. Yes, I, I would, did. You I had did. to think about Actually, it. Actually, of all the schools I went to in high school, that mm-hmm. was my favorite. Why? Yeah, I just loved the chemistry between the teachers and the students. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like I was in a crowd. Mm-hmm. like the other schools. Okay. They give you a bit of the freedom to learn, mm-hmm. the freedom to be a different student. I was a different student. Okay. Yeah. So that was part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sometimes you don't want to sit in a class for 2 hours. Mhm. 4 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're um you can only concentrate for 30 minutes and mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And you're just going to be a nuisance for the next 1 hour and a half. Mhm. Unfortunately, so, our school systems here don't really have room for children who learn differently. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, so I love Luero High School. They'd say, "Okay, you go to say um art class and just do some art and, and you know, you have other subjects to deal with." Mhm. And you yes. also trusted then to be able to keep track of everything on yes. your own. Yes. Yes, it's actually they gave you an opportunity to be a leader. Everybody was a leader in their own right. Mhm. Mm. And really you didn't loved. go back for A level? I did. Oh, okay. I I went to uh, Standard High School in Senior 5. Mhm and I missed Luero High School I went back for form 6. Ah and yeah, that's where yeah. you finished. Yeah, yeah I okay. finished from there. Okay so after that what was the plan? After that I uh, to be honest I wanted to go to Makere and study art. Mhm at uh, Margaret Troll. Mm. And uh, while I was in VAC I got involved in business and I said I wanted to do business. So but before that you wanted to be an artist. I wanted to do art. Okay what well, what did you love doing? Were you Were you painting, drawing, yeah, sculpting? Yeah, painting, mostly painting and drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I hope it. you haven't let that go. No, no, I still do it up to today. You know, if you're creative, that's mm-hmm. how you end up in businesses like this. Okay. Because you always want to create stuff and put it out there for people to appreciate and mm-hmm. use. Sometimes that's your satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know what you're doing. You're creating content and people are loving it out there. Mm-hmm. The creative part of you. Okay. So I've always had that knack and oh. uh, I've uh, tried as much to explore it. Okay. Yes. All right. So business got a hold of you. Yeah. yeah. In well, your S6 back. Huh? Yeah, yeah, in my S6 back. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cooper Complex, you know that street? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cooper Complex is a very uh, businessy um, environment. You see people doing all sorts of business. So uh, I was selling sewing machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my auntie got me a job there. Is a gentleman who needed somebody to uh, man the the shop that was selling these machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe me or not, almost six months later, I was owning that shop, the same shop I was employed in because my boss had to leave to go to Ghana, and he said, "Do you want to do it?" I said, "Yeah." Six so, months in. Yeah, 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 six months in. Well, other you know, people were thinking about joining university <laughs> or or starting at Trust uni. Me, that was a dilemma. Going How to uni was, was a dilemma. Yeah, uh, like I told you, I didn't um, go to Magotrol. I changed that last minute. I said, I'll always be art. I'll always do art. Let me just go and study something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I went to Makere University Business School, mm-hmm. which was another life of its own. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good memories there? Uh, great memories. Okay. Loved, loved, loved. Most. And did that now really help you focus and figure out what you were going to do from there? Because um, hmm. there's uh, always that, you know, you go to uni, but you're still trying to find your path. Yeah, I I was really lucky at uni. I uh, ran into the right networks of people who gave you the opportunity to learn and uh, also implement what you're learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in university is like a community of many communities. Mm-hmm. So you find somebody very much engrossed say, in a community of accountants and their students mm-hmm. and they have their own connections with whatever they're doing professionally. 
So mine was an organization called ISEC, which was a young student organization, mm-hmm. basically uh, doing leadership training. Okay. So uh, I spent a bit of time with uh, ISEC, more than I did with the university. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I remember one time when I wanted to take a dead year, mm-hmm. I went to our head of department and told him, I'm going to Botswana. I've accepted to take an internship with the University of Botswana. Mm. And I want to take a dead year. And he said, we don't have dead years here. What? <laughs> You're as good as gone when you leave. <laughs> Ouch. But that's yeah. not true. You can actually. Okay, but I, I, I get where I, he was coming I, no, from. No, I still went and mm-hmm. I came back. It was still sorted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So that's how you made it to Botswana. Yes. Okay. We're talking 207. Okay. Yes. And what was that experience like for you? Oh, it's amazing. Botswana as a country is different. Um, you see how young people are enabled in such a country and say, I wish this was happening elsewhere in Africa. Mm. Yeah, young people are so activated in Botswana. They have access, they're trusted to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the time I was there, there was um, this big diamond company called Debonair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CEO at the time was like 31 young lady 31 leading the biggest company in the whole country oh wow that was quite shocking for me here they can't trust you to even Mm -hmm. (laughs) they can't trust you for anything there are definitely some ages qualities to our society actually Mm -hmm. that messed me up I was always thinking how did she make it to be the CEO of such such a company at 31 Okay. Mm -hmm. But that opened my eyes to another new world. Uh, I really enjoyed my time in Botswana. It's a different culture. People have to have fun. They are just like compalants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh Yeah, yeah, they do all the the fun with uh, the music. You see, my piano is catching up now. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. We're doing our piano then. (laughs) Way back then. So were you there for like a year? Yeah. And then you came back here. Yes, and then I came back here. Okay. Yeah. So coming from that, you said now your interests, your ideas had really been sparked, your leadership qualities yes. as well. Then you come back home. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. What is the next step for next you? Next step, I um, took a position to be a leader in the same student organization So I sticked around for another year. Mm-hmm. I was uh, the president of the organization called ISEC in Uganda. Mm-hmm. So basically what I was learning, I was given the opportunity to implement as the leader. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that was um, another whole three years because after that, I took another role in the same organization as a coordinator at the regional level. So mm-hmm. I was based in Addis Ababa, mm-hmm. yeah, still working with young people who were activating projects. So that was my specific role. Okay. Activating IT projects back then, really digitizing was not a thing. Mm-hmm. You're a digital radio, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. The first of still America. very new. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, even now, you really, people are still grappling and catching up with what digital is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really happy to see Rx really taking the things by the horn. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you very so much. So, this is, um, it's a really digital space people are creating today. Business has to be digital. It has to. It has to be digital. If it's not, nobody remembers you. Okay. Yeah. So you were in Addis Ababa for yes. this. Okay. Addis Ababa for a year. And then after that, I went to India for another year. Oh, in my. In Mumbai. Oh, wow. My friend, India. I don't know what people think of India. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a time of my life, of all the places I've been to. No. 
Yes. Really? Mumbai, almost a billion people, I'm telling you. I'm kidding. Not, Mumbai. Not, not, not a billion people, but many people. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay. What was so special about your time in India? Um, you know, when you're a foreigner and you're not seen as a foreigner, that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I could just weave through life every day and... Yeah, people don't care. <laughs> you just go on. If you just jump in a shop, you can buy just like the locals buy stuff. You mm-hmm. jump in the train and go to work and come back. Mm-hmm. Just doing that, interacting with the locals was amazing. So you weren't treated any differently? No, I wasn't treated any special. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciated that. Okay. Not that I don't want to be treated special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I appreciate the fact that I could morph into the society and be a part of the society. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so one year, and you said it's your favorite place out of everywhere you've lived. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because then um, I was uh, working with uh, a social enterprise. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're trying to um, extend banking to the last mile. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had the opportunity to do many other things. I. Um, I showed up in a couple of uh, Indian movies as an extra. No! <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So things like that. Uh-huh. A couple of commercials that aired here in Kampala as well. But while I was there. <laughs> while you were in yeah, India. And, uh, yeah. When you're in Kampala, definitely you can't get that gig. But while I was there, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they, this um, company that used to uh, hire extras, mm-hmm. foreigners most especially because some scenes had to have that multicultural presence mm-hmm. yeah so i ended up doing um an agency role of scouting foreigners for the indian companies while i was still doing my job oh my goodness yes there's such a range in terms of the different things you have tried and yes, done yes are you one of those people who's open to every new opportunity every new experience you're like okay yeah. Let me try. What's the worst that can happen? I love to be stretched. I mm-hmm. love to feel um, like I know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. Because it, it makes you learn again. Mm-hmm. Your cup is always empty. You're always willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with um, uh, new opportunities that come along. And since India, I've gone ahead to do many different things in mm-hmm. many different sectors okay but i appreciate that about business okay yeah. so what are you doing mainly right now i'm sure there's still many things but many things mainly mm-hmm. mainly um i've been in advertising for uh, over 15 years now mm-hmm. so that's the main thing okay and uh i'd say we were pioneers of digital marketing mm. in uganda okay yeah around 205 there are not many companies focusing on doing that mm-hmm so we saw a niche and we said people would love to share and package their messages on such platforms. Mm. Exactly the same way RX Radio is doing it mm. today. But now if we're talking 15 years ago, yes. a lot of people did not have that e- understanding. Absolutely. Even then, people are still grappling with that as a product. Mm-hmm. If you sell it to them, they don't know how much they have to pay you, how much you have to do for them. Mm-hmm. Where does it cut the line between what their internal marketing team does and what the agency does mm-hmm. it's still fuzzy but we still try and uh, give them value okay and tell me about your role as a mind acceleration consultant with the council for human development absolutely when did you start doing that um two years ago uh this is recent i've always been passionate about people's potential pq mm-hmm. potential quotient which we rarely talk about mm-hmm. we're always into our intelligence quotient we don't um, sidestep that and we get trapped in our ego self, our shell self. 
That's why it's very difficult dealing with adults here. It's almost like you're dealing with infants mm-hmm. because they're so locked into that shell identity, that mm-hmm. ego self. So mind acceleration is basically supporting people think beyond what's possible. Mm-hmm. What's possible is um, you see yourself based on your own perspective. Okay. And the ability to allow other perspectives and other mindsets. Actually, we um, we explore mind space other than having set mindsets. Mm. Yeah, so you can literally, um, you are at peace to think uh, and execute what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Because that's where everything starts and ends from. So it's just giving back somebody the power to be themselves. Okay, that sounds fascinating because what you're talking about potential, a lot of people limit their own potential because they're so close-minded and there's so many people you talk to and they're like, but this is how we've always done things. This is how it works. That's what we dismantle. We Uh dismantle that totally. Bad mindset. Mm -hmm. What could you be Mm -hmm. is still within your powers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how big... If you run at it and focus at it, you'll still um, achieve it. And I honestly believe that. But people have to be really, they really need to understand how these things happen. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, mind acceleration is an important subject. We work with uh, organizations globally, companies that need their people to think faster. We live in a world where people are lobotomized with the bombardment. And um, believe it or not, people's concentration span today is not more than four seconds. I know. It's very <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. So the mind has been attacked so much that mm-hmm. people moving like robots, they have no idea they're making these decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're in their subconscious state of the decisions they do, the food they eat, the clothes they wear. The lack of intentionality in the things they do. They just do things for the sake of them being done. This mm-hmm. is how society runs things. At some point, I have to get married. At some point, I have to do this. At some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the intentionality behind it is gives it the right power for you to achieve whatever you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all I, agree. I like that you're attacking every, that unspoken formula which society is giving every child actually because you mentioned you know the education system going to Botswana and suddenly realizing it's so different and a lot of people are talking about our our education curriculum here that it's not yet at a point where critical thinking intentionality all these things are really being highlighted yeah Mm mm-hmm True. I mean, um, the children have to be freed. We really learn from children Mm -hmm. and we try to force them to learn from us, which is not true. We bundle them up in a school and uh, don't give them the space to execute what they already know. Mm -hmm. They know so much if only we give them space to do that. So I am, uh, for one, uh, I think that has been a conversation for a long time and that's what we like to do. Mm. We like to discuss things for 30 years, no shift. I've heard about the Kajubi white paper to change Ugandan education mm-hmm. for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. I was a child then. It's still not implemented here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So It's still just all talk. We're, we're done talking. Mm-hmm. I think we want to see some action on the ground for mm. people who are doing practical things, supporting young children, be the best potential they can be. That's why uh, when I find organizations doing this kind of work, I'm really drawn to uh, what they do mm-hmm. because I honestly believe in that. 
Okay. Yeah, I always believe in the potential of uh, people, mm-hmm. even when they don't themselves. Mm-hmm. And it all starts, you said, with conversations around the mind. Yes. Uh-huh. It's, and self-belief. Like, like you said, it's an unspoken subject and it's like that for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was designed for people never to wake up to who they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would stay in this sleep state mm. to accept the status quo the way it is. Yes. Or a bit of um, comfort. Okay. Yeah, but we know nothing comes from comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Nothing comes from comfort. You so, need to push yeah, yourself yeah, you into spaces yourself. where you're uncomfortable. You need, yeah. Let's look at uh, our society today. People are stuck at uh, an age to, uh, to five. Mm-hmm. And they don't know anything else. And they're running to their grave with that. Mm-hmm. They would love to do something else. Deep down, they want to do something else. Yeah. If you sit them down and say, what do you really want to do? And I actually love, um, I love this interview, I'll tell you, Crystal. <laughs> because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I've had uh, many, many guests you've had similarly dive deep mm-hmm. into who they are. You never yes. know who is listening. It could be a five-year-old who is saying, I'm different. Uh-huh. I'm going to live to that full potential. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. I've thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed this conversation. I Thank you so well. much. <laughs> and yes, you have to keep questioning. We have to keep pushing and trying things different. Getting out of our comfort zone. Because ha, you look at other people and sometimes you can actually see other people who continue to climb and try different spaces and you wonder what the difference is but it's really that openness where you're like okay again what's the worst that can happen right yeah okay all right so in the recent past i mean you know covid came along we've talked about the pandemic and how it affected so many people and a lot of people started to tap into their different potential in that time was it the same for you or were you just working uh, in different spaces. I was in that zone already. Um, yeah, being an entrepreneur, you really cast yourself to be um, uh, in the waters. You're swimming against the web. Mm-hmm. But you know, at some point, it will give way. Mm-hmm. And it always does. It always and that's, does. And that's the trick. Hold on a bit longer. It always gives way. It's designed to give way for those who persist. Mm-hmm. It tests you. It's a test. Mm-hmm. It tests you to see, do you really want it? Okay. Yeah. So for me, COVID was um, that whole uh, lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, was a lot of rethinking priorities, rethinking a lot of things, just like many people. Mm-hmm. But for me, what really uh, I picked out from um, the whole COVID situation is people's lack of understanding of what health is about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Health became a very big, big topic. Health is what you see, what you hear, what you eat. And we don't put a lot of thought. You're just going to grab the next thing by the roadside. Mm -hmm. It's not designed to um, take you to your potential. Mm. It's a quick snack. It's delicious. We all love it. Mm -hmm. But But it's not designed to nourish you. Have about what nourishment you're getting from this specific piece of food that you're putting in your belly? Mm-hmm. because there's no disease that does not go through your mouth you either drink it or eat it mm-hmm. and we make these choices ourselves like I told you uh, when we're in this uh, subservient state actually we run into 
choices that we shouldn't be making, but just because we don't have the ability to observe from being out of the frame and say, am I really making this choice for me? Mm-hmm. When I, whatever I pick. Yeah. Or you've been conditioned to actually think that's what you should be picking. Yes. 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 So taking a minute and uh, step back and say, do I really want this for me? Does it serve me from a health perspective? That was my biggest recollection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I changed my whole relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am grateful. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Ram, thank you so much for joining me today. I know we're out of time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> I so hope fast. I can have you back again in the future. Absolutely. But yeah. thank you for sharing. Absolutely. I love so you. many amazing nuggets, I have yeah. to say. Absolutely. I love, I love, I love what you do. been a big fan for many years. Thank so you. it's good to share conversation with you. All right. Thank yeah, you again. I like the inspiration you give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So continue doing what you do. Continue being Crystal. Uh-huh. The, the one we all love. <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best. Yeah. And any last words as we wrap up? Yeah. Um, last words, actually, specifically, um, I wanted to share a message maybe in a minute or so on mental health. Yes. Yeah, we have an initiative called Kampala Jazz Benefit Concert, which is happening on the 4th mm-hmm. of uh, December at Sheraton Hotel. Mm-hmm. You should be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, mental health at workplaces. People are really getting it rough, but the organizations they're working with can't seem to recognize there's a problem. Okay. And um, mental health, uh, it said one in six is suffering from mental health. Mm-hmm. So if we're six people here, probably one of us could be going through that, but we do not know. Mm-hmm. So bringing that message to the fore, we've partnered with um, organizations that are specifically supporting uh, the space of mental health, like Safe Places, mm-hmm. Uganda. Yes. So basically, we are intentional about creating the awareness this subject needs. It's about time. Mm-hmm. We all started doing and not just talking about yes actually taking steps to take care of our mental health in the world and that's a big step because we know from the uh, Kampala Jazz Benefit Concert Mm -hmm. we are specifically bringing this conversation to policy makers decision makers and tell them you need to invest more in people Mm -hmm. people should not be slaving for you and go home to suffer because you are only taking care of business and not people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you said 4th of December, 4th of December. at Sheraton Kampala Hotel. Yes. Okay. And how can we find out more online or website? The website. KampalaJazz.com. KampalaJazz.com. Yes. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. Thank you again for joining me. So and I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Groove Cafe.